0: humans i am josh with episode 40 of not a robot podcast dc comic review show we are down one person today uh brandon apparently thinks that uh, academics are more important than comics for some reason i mean what is wrong with that guy rob how dare he i know brandon (laughs) you obviously need to get your priorities in order get yourself some perspective
1: you picked up (laughs) the wrong books
0: That's what I'm saying, man. Anyway, that's why I'm taking the host position this week. He's got to get some schoolwork done. It is finals week, as I'm sure some of you out there know. And, of course, today I am joined by Rob. (laughs) All right. (laughs) This week we have got Harley Quinn number two, Batman Superman 17, Action Comics 1030, Midnighter has backup in that one. Rob Robin number one, Detective Comics 1035 with a backup for Huntress, and Teen Titans Academy number two. Lots Before of we get lots of stories, yeah, man. Before we get going, I just want to say thank you to all those Patreon supporters out there who help us with a dollar or more a month. There's all kinds of tiers getting you all kinds of access to all kinds of different kinds of content. Up to actually coming onto the show. And thank you, listeners, too. Like, download, subscribe—all that fun stuff. Share our episodes; just get us popular. <laughs> you can get access to our Patreon and the rest of the podcast under the Not a Robot banner at notarobotpodcast.com. You know you can catch us on Twitter at Not a Robot Comics and send in some show mail to Not a Robot at gmail.com. Rob, what's your social on Twitter?
1: That is Rob underscore two eight one four.
0: All right, so you guys can shout out to Rob there too. Now before we get onto the reviews, I have a tiny bit of news to share. DC is releasing a horror imprint. That is awesome. I can't wait. I mean, I know just the last episode we were talking about how cool it would be if Joe Hill and Ram V got together and did a book. And wow, what a better avenue for that to happen, man. There's, there's all kinds of stuff that could happen. I do hope that we see some Ram V in there. I hope that we see some Joe Hill for sure, regardless of whether or not I get that dream team up. But it, it would be pretty cool, man, I think. Are you into horror comics at all, Rob?
1: I wasn't, but I I recently, honestly, I'm getting more and more into it. Swamp Thing is just absorbing me into the green right now. It, it
0: really is good, man. It really is good. Uh, More DC news, there is no Round Robin update this week, because Round 3 doesn't start until May 5th, and it runs all the way until the 27th of May. Now remember, you can vote for your favorite books on DC Comics Twitter and Instagram pages, as well as DCUniverse.com, so each person can potentially cast three votes. But the problem with that is, that's only going to be big fans because other people who don't subscribe to DCUniverse.com won't have access to that website to vote. But you can still make every vote count, and make it count for Blue Beetle. I want him... <laughs> I want Jaime Reyes, damn it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I gotta agree with that.
0: It And for that matter, you know what I was thinking about it? Obviously a different artist than the Harley one we have now, but I would love to see a team-up book of Harley Quinn, Huntress, and Power Girl.
1: Well, that'd be interesting, like a like a new pseudo birds of prey, maybe.
0: Right. Like, uh, I think it would be cool to call them the Gotham Knights. Oh, that'd be really cool. (laughs) It's uh, so uh, anything new or newsworthy on your end, Rob?
1: Uh, personally, no. But DC has announced their second fan. Well, no, I guess it's their third fandom because they technically did it twice last year. Or it's coming yeah, back. Yeah, technically,
0: they had those two separate helpings.
1: Yeah, which I think it was mostly the same stuff in both, though, wasn't it? I don't remember now. <laughs> yeah, the getting... second
0: one had all the recap from the first one. Yeah. The second, the second one had all the recaps from the first one, like refreshers and replays and whatnot. And then there was some additional content.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one—it's exciting to see what's going to happen. I honestly, I'm expecting, and for all the gamers out there, Gotham Knights is probably going to get their second reveal trailer this year because we're waiting so long for any new content so far.
0: Looking <laughs> forward to it. Oh
1: man, I can't wait for that game. That was I I want.
0: I'm looking forward time. to. I'm yeah. I'm looking. I was too, man. I've played and finished every single one of them. Okay. And I rarely have time to play video games, so that's some dedication. I don't think, like, modern kind of games, I don't think I've really played anything all the way through like that other than Arkham, They all of the Arkham games, uh, Witcher 1 and 3, and maybe, yeah, Breath of the Wild from oh, Nintendo Switch. Fantastic game. <laughs> oh, it is. I can't wait oh, for Part 2 to come out,
1: yeah. man another game we're waiting on anything from
0: yeah you can say that again (laughs) Uh, there's all those rumors about the nintendo switch pro coming out that it it may be delayed you know nintendo says that it's not coming out but there's there's all kind of data miners out there that are pulling stuff out of the firmware in the nintendo switch that says that it definitely is coming
1: yeah and there's been leaks from game shops in europe northern europe i think over the past couple of years with like peripherals and cases and whatnot for Nintendo Switch Pro, and then within a day they just vanish off the website.
0: Yeah, oops. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't, my, my kid, uh, and he's only eight, my kid found on the internet that they were coming out with a new Switch, and keep in mind that they've got two now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one just came last Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> he's already talking about how they need to get the, 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 the new Switch Pro because it's got 4K. He's eight years old. Why the hell does he care about 4K? <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I'm 31 and I barely care about 4K half the time.
0: <laughs> I, I don't get it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's a new shiny thing. Everybody wants it.
0: That That is, that is true. That is true. All right, so uh, any word on when Fandom is coming out?
1: I do didn't see an exact date, but I know it's October.
0: October something? Yeah. Well, it gives me something to look forward to anyway. We'll be doing, we'll likely be doing live coverage of that then.
1: I look forward to that.
0: Yep, Uh, thinking probably reaction podcast slash video maybe. But uh, we'll definitely get into that, man. Okay. Oh. Um, I guess it's time to do the reviews now, huh? Alright, this week there's two books that can really get knocked out. Real simple, real quick. We're going to start out with those first two books. The first one being Harley Quinn number 2. That one was written by Stephanie Phillips with art from Riley Rosmo and Ivan Plasencia and Darren Bennett on the lettering. Here's Harley. It's as crazy as The Shining in any case. By page 8, I was already looking at how many pages were left. This sucks because I, I i i actually like stephanie phillips voice for most of the characters i i feel like nakano was off and there was some there were some little quirks that didn't mesh with the way we see him in takano's and other people's books but it, mostly it was good mostly it was a good story i wish it was a standalone title not tied to the current events in gotham so that completionists didn't have to buy this drivel <laughs> Rosmo's art is visually not just distracting but appalling to my senses. I don't like any of the character designs. I don't like the scenery. Why is Hugo Strange so fucking huge? (laughs) Nothing in this thing makes any sense. And it was really hard to read the story. That's how I know it was a good one because it was really hard to read the story with all of this nuclear art exploding everywhere. What what did you think about it, man? I mean, it was... Yeah,
1: I, honestly, did you
0: did you skip it? I, I did <laughs> you, have you to try it.
1: it. <laughs> I did have to try it twice, I'm about to say. I, I oh, still yeah. enjoy Rosmo's art, but I found it very distracting, this issue. You make a great point about... Hugo Strange. I keep wanting to call him Hugo Strange. Now that you mention it, <laughs> right? He's just insanely tall, and I, that's kind of weird. And you, you also make a really good point about uh, Marinakino. You know, even just reading, I think he's in Detective this week as well, and it's just mm-hmm. a completely different. Mayor, completely different character.
0: Yeah, it feels that way. The way that the dialogue is written, it yeah. just they they definitely don't have the same voice, man. I just I don't know.
1: By the time we got about halfway through, maybe with the the bar scene when Harley actually started doing stuff, I found it a little more interesting.
0: A little, I mean, this, yeah. yeah. As far as the story goes, it was good. Like I said, man, it was good. <laughs> I just I had to force myself through the pages. Yeah, that's that's never a good thing.
1: Her her that's, little sidekick is is fun though. It's like a depressing Robin, but.
0: <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember his name. But Kevin. Oh,
1: well, yeah. Yeah. Sweet. he's interesting. But we'll we'll see where it goes. I don't know. Maybe issue 3 will pick up a bit on the story and it'll start to make a bit more sense. Cuz right now it's, well, kind of it's just like going all over the place.
0: I mean, it's it's going over all over the place a little bit, but I can I can totally follow it. It's just really hard to do it around this shit. Everybody's face looks like a goddamn kidney bean. I <laughs> I, I, I I don't I don't understand. Uh, I am so sorry, Phillips and Placencia, but you are the only reason that this got graded as high as it did. I give Harley Quinn number two a five out of ten. Yeah. Damn.
1: I think that might be the lowest score I've ever heard from you. <laughs> uh, I've
0: been rather positive lately, but this was just... Ugh.
1: I, Despite the shortcomings, I, I will say I enjoyed the new direction for Harley, and that's kind of what's yeah. bringing me back more and more. I, I, that enough is to bring the score up a little bit, this new dynamic for her. So I I gave this a seven out of ten.
0: Let's see, I enjoy. Ugh, Jesus!
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I enjoy the idea of a huge, very hard redemption arc for Harley. Mm-hmm. You know, with pretty much everybody but Batman. I think Batman lets her in because he knows, but the rest of the city doesn't know. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm I'm looking forward to a really good redemption arc. I'm also looking forward to the day that DC realizes Rosmo shouldn't be drawing anything.
1: <laughs> or, or at least keep him on the side books. As I, I mentioned yep. before there was a book he did, I think with Joshua Williamson, called Deathbed. It it was my introduction to Riley Rosmo, and I love that book. The art fit the story so well. Uh, but, yeah, here it's, it's a little... All,
0: it it all looks exactly the same the first time that i was introduced to rosmo's art the first time i i i saw it and connected a name and realized everything was back when he did the martian man miniseries. mini mm-hmm. series and oh my god it was just so difficult to get through i mean i i i did not finish the series i couldn't it was just so hard, and I'm like, I I will never appreciate this guy's art. And I was right. Still, to this day, I don't. Just, ew. Yeah. But you gave that one a 7 out of 10, huh?
1: 7 out of 10, yeah. Just because I'm, I'm really excited about the direction Harley's going.
0: Yeah, I'm, I am too. Just make it look better, that's all. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, next up, we got Batman Superman 17, and Rob's going to talk to us about that one.
1: So this one comes from writer Gene Luen Yang, pencils from Ivan Reese, inks from Danny Mickey, colors from Sabine Rich, and letters from Saida Tamafonte. I... Hey, did
0: you did, before? Did you read Superman vs. the Clan?
1: No, actually, I always meant to, but I never got around to that.
0: That was the first place I was introduced to Gene Luen Yang's uh, writing and... It, I didn't, everybody raved about this, but it was kind of like mediocre for me, but ever since then, just about everything he's written, I've enjoyed. That's fair. Yeah. He's hella good.
1: I can't think of anything else he's written that I've read besides this, but I'm loving this uh, iteration of Batman Superman. At least the story is just fantastic. And the, the pacing is very on. it. It's three stories in one, and you don't get that very often and have it make sense. Nope. With this told in film strips, even though we're only visiting the one world, you still get glimpses of the other world and what's going on with it. It's just amazing.
0: Yeah, it's it's done really well. I'm digging that they keep that film strip motif. That's, yeah. that's cool as hell. Even if it's just the straight stuff and it's not woven through every page like the first one was... Yeah. Still, it still looks really cool.
1: Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to be sad when the story arc's done just because I'm digging this alternate universe thing. Right? And then just the fact that um, Otario, I think was uh, it? Uh-huh. Uh, that he's able to pull stuff out of the film strips and make it real is, is crazy. What else can he pull out? Are we going to get the warden Lex Luthor and Bane Alfred just pulled out of the page and into real life fighting Batman and Superman, that'd be interesting. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could go a million different directions, and maybe that's why we're enjoying it so much.
1: Yeah, yeah possibilities are almost limitless. I, I was surprised at the the warden being Lex Luthor, though. It might have been a bit more obvious to other people, but I, I was taken by surprise, because I honestly thought it was Hugo Strange from the first one.
0: Yeah, or honestly, my first guess was that it was Jim Gordon.
1: Oh, that would be a really good one.
0: The, I mean, the hair color kind of matched a little bit, and the the shagginess of the goatee. Yeah. I guess the the goatee threw me off from it being Lex Luthor.
1: Yeah, the bald head's a dead giveaway, though. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, this art was fantastic. The story was so much fun. I, I'm loving this. They need to keep up this quality, and I wish this kind of quality was across every book.
0: Yep, it's some yeah. crazy alternate dimensional fun, but yeah, it's it's a it's it's a fun read, man. Mm. It really is.
1: Yeah, yeah
0: this one. No, yeah. hey, at at the end there, we we see Joker, Penguin, and Killer Croc there right. with Lex Luthor. D- uh, now, let me ask you something. Are Joker. are those some of the same design? Yeah, are those some of the same designs that we saw in Death Metal? I I feel like at least the Penguin was that big, huge version of it in him in the last battle. But I can't remember if Joker or Killer Croc had...
1: Right, I'll I'll be honest, I didn't even realize that was Waylon Jones. I know they kept calling him Jones, but it didn't click in my mind who it could be. And then when they showed him with the the new mutated look, I was like, is that like Parasite? Uh, Yeah,
0: I could see that, but the bubbles and all that stuff. But yeah, he's just like before, he's the subject of crazy experiments and... Apparently that was a result of this one. Yeah, it, I think Joker's was is equally as messed up. Not quite as not quite as sad I guess. <laughs> he doesn't look like a walking bunch of grapes. I mean, <laughs> yeah. He does have it, like mouths everywhere though.
1: Joker is freaky though. He is. And they all the, laugh. But I, I think that now she that mentioned I think that, that design might have been in death metal as well. It looks familiar.
0: It does, doesn't it? I just I wasn't sure if I was imagining that or not. Uh something else that I really really liked about this stuff is that they had the Spider Lady in it. Yeah. Lois Lane as the Spider Lady is is, is new as far as I know, but the Spider Lady for those that are out there that don't know is the villainess from the 1948 black and white serial Superman. It was this long 15-part uh Columbia film serial kind of thing and in it the spider lady is the queen of the metropolis underworld just like in the comic i thought it was awesome it still had that campy good fun feeling from the serials before and man the, the art gives it a huge boost ivan ray is born born to draw superman mm-hmm. and uh danny miki works really good with him definitely Sabine Rich too. I mean, the the whole art team is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm giving this one a 775. Seven Seven and three quarters out of ten.
1: I I must say I probably loved it a hell of a lot more because I gave this a nine out of ten. I'm just (laughs) digging the hell out of what this whole team is putting together.
0: Well see, okay, so there, there there's a really good comic book, and then for at least as as far as I go, there's there's a good comic book and there's fun comic books Mm -hmm. right now a fun comic book is great and um it can be it can be fun to read but like a good comic book with a damn good story going on in it i mean that that, i think that i reserve the much higher scores for but if that's what you're looking for man then by all means throw a nine down on that clementine (laughs) <laughs> uh, I,
1: I love experimental stories like this they they just flow yeah, right cool. in my mind and yeah it's exactly what i look for in a book especially in uh, an age gosh. of monthly to yearly crises and event books and crossovers just gets a little much yeah and just yeah does. something a little simple and fun and and fresh like this is exactly what i look for
0: mm-hmm Alright, next up is Action Comics 1030. That one is written, still, by Philip Kennedy Johnson with art from Daniel Sampire and Adriana Lucas with Dave Sharp on lettering and Mikkel Yanin bringing us a very pretty kick-ass cover. We are continuing our journey toward the future state Superman in this book that starts out with a bunch of art, a bunch of... Of the, I guess Mongolites. <laughs> what do you call them, people? Yeah. No, the the War World citizens. They're all arguing and worshiping Mongol, and they give us like this quick reminder that Mongol isn't a person quite so much as a title. And all of the sons revolt against the dad, and someone takes over the mantle of Mongol. A stranger shows up, tosses Mongol the heads of all of his sons. Just says, here, I've got a gift for you. I've got two gifts for you. This is the first one. Gives him the head of all the people who could possibly take his throne from him. So, to Mongo, that's a damn good gift, right? I mean, I I don't know who the hell... Do you got any idea who this shadowy mystery dude might be?
1: Personally, no, but I'm not too brushed up on intergalactic dc apart from green lantern so we'll
0: see <laughs> well right i mean i'm i'm at a loss as far as who it might be Too it the the outline i guess maybe could be phantom stranger but this isn't really his yeah. deal you know what i mean
1: i was thinking and this is kind of funny just the other day i was thinking about bendis's action comics and just how it changed and- all the stuff I was excited about before he showed up, and then all the stuff he got rid of after he showed up—that I was excited about, like Oz mm-hmm. being JorEl—I found that very interesting. And what if, because JorEl was never actually killed off, was he? He was just kind of taken away, I right? Think. So maybe this could be JorEl brought back.
0: That would be interesting. Yeah. That would be really interesting. But anyway, the aforementioned shadowy mystery dude had mentioned that he has two prisons. Mongol wants to know what the second one is, and he said that the second one was the truth about the mysteries of Warworld, things that even Mongol and his dads didn't know, and how they lie with Superman somehow. That's where shit gets funky. Uh remember John freaking out about his dad dying? Uh, pretty much everything is leading up to that, including Superman losing his powers a little bit because of radiation poisoning. I mean, you think he would have caught that from fucking Kryptonite a while ago, am I right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, uh, yeah, the radiation poisoning that he supposedly got was uh, during that breach attack from earlier in the arc, the one that was supposedly the last thing that, is recorded about Superman. Now, honestly, man, with this one, I kinda started out like what the hell in the in this story arc. That especially that first book, I just could not it just was not for me. Yeah. But now I see where all the all the dominoes have kinda fallen into place and I can appreciate that first book a little bit better. And now I'm I'm fucking super invested, man, and it's it's been a while since I've said that about a Superman book. Like well, at least a year and a half. <laughs> Plus, Sambire and Lucas's art is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for for the show. record, I'm no I'm the no, like huge Superman lore expert. That's more uh, Glenn's area of expertise, or to a lesser extent, my brother's.
1: Yeah. Just on the topic of art again, the pages with John and Damien just having a chat are beautiful. Oh man, the aren't they? Oh my the lighting, oh my god, it's so nice.
0: It is. It it looks gorgeous, man.
1: Yeah. I can definitely agree with appreciating the previous storyline a bit better. Is it, it's like a prologue to the main story
0: almost. Um, yeah. It was it, it almost felt like a setup to a setup issue, right? Yeah. I mean that's what it those sh- first two felt like. Mm
1: hmm. Which yeah, that this could technically be a setup story as well. So very much like that setup to a setup. Now when I started this issue, I honestly felt like I was just slogging through it. Considering the last story arc, I just like you said, it just wasn't my speed. I was just bored of it. And yeah, it was.
0: It was. was yeah, I,
1: I, had, <laughs> I had a hard time getting through the Mongol stuff, but once we got past that and gotten to like Superman fighting that giant Omac Brainiac robot, whatever that is, mm-hmm. it and just it picked up from there. I was like, okay, I'm I'm back. I'm invested in this story again.
0: Yeah, the the Warworld shit has never really been my deal. And to be honest with you, I have a lot of respect for the New Gods, and there's some of them that I will follow when they're in a book. Like I like Orion, for example, and mm-hmm. a few others, but. Uh I just on DC's cosmic side of things, I I like you don't really stray outside of the, the lantern course. Yeah. And so I don't I don't know a whole lot about it. I do know the information that they told us in this one, so this is just, you know, regurgitated stuff for people who have been a comic book fan for God knows how long, you know. But uh a catch up for those who haven't been and we always want to bring in more comic readers.
1: The twist ending, I don't know how much of a twist it is, because it it's gotten a bit like Dragon Ball, where <laughs> these are the last two Saiyans, but oh no, there's another one, and oh no, we're at this planet, here's another one, and oh, there's another one attacking us now. His Kryptonians are all over the bloody place. He's no yeah. longer the last son of Krypton.
0: No. Well, no, it's, it's really morning, weird. But... Yeah. Uh, it's, they, okay, so they say, I, I just saw this explained hell it was somewhere on the internet but uh uh, somebody was saying how could you possibly call superman the last son of krypton when there's all these other kryptonians that are out and around in the universe and they're like well it's not that he's the only remaining kryptonian it's the the fact that he was the last one born he was the last son of krypton yeah, so anyway, that was some. that was from a critiquer. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, okay, I can swallow that. That'll work.
1: Yeah, yeah, I dig that.
0: I gave this one an eight out of ten. Man, what'd you give it?
1: So I, I am interested in where it's going. Yeah, especially with that ending. We'll see because these look more like almost warbled slave k- Kryptonians. Yeah. These look almost like war world slave Kryptonians as opposed to just Kryptonians traveling the galaxy. So we'll see Well, yeah, this goes. they're
0: they're speaking Kryptonian, but they're in war world ships, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. See, it's, it's an even more ancient Kryptonian. It's a dead Kryptonian language, he calls it. So who knows like, oh, you know, how, shit. how old they are. Like, they're speaking Latin, basically, maybe.
0: Right? I yeah. mean, I mean, that's exactly right. Yeah. It's a, If it's a dead language on Krypton, it was from a long time ago.
1: Okay, so I also gave this 9 out of 10. I like where this is going so far. You got my attention.
0: Yeah, indeed. It got mine as well. Speaking of somebody that's good at getting attention, here's Midnighter. Rob, you want to walk us up through this uh, backstory
1: here? we Will do. So this one's from Becky Cloonan and Michael W. Conrad, with art by Michael Avon Oming, colors by Taki Soma, and letters by Dave Sharp where we left Midnighter, him and his Trojan AI are just hanging around. They're right. <laughs> J.L. Yeager, which I think is fantastic. <laughs> I wonder <laughs> right. what that tastes like. Yeah, I, I, me they're, too. <laughs> they're just watching Andre Trojan in his present day form, just going through the motions and being a bad guy in public. Right. Yeah it's it's interesting what he's going to go for but we'll see how it goes
0: right i mean is midnighter going to end up stopping this guy from making yeah. it to the future
1: well that's that's the thing that's where we'll we'll see cuz where we leave him now he's got a sniper ready to test his
0: Time travel loop paradox yeah. deal. <laughs> his,
1: his kill baby Hitler routine.
0: Yeah, that's what yeah. he calls it, yep. Yeah.
1: I think it's fantastic. <laughs> yep, if yeah.
0: you go back in time and kill baby Hitler, then you save the world from World War II. Uh, this, yep.
1: this is one of the big things that I'm paying attention to across all of Infinite Crisis. Infinite Crisis, sorry. <laughs> this is one of the big things I'm paying attention to across all of Infinite Frontier, among other characters like Black Adam and Roy Harper, Because it really looks like they're going to be the ones to try and change the future that we see in the future state. Because let's face it, at the end of the day, when when Infinite Frontier is over and done with, we're not going to end up with the future state uh, future that we saw. It either will go that way or won't go that way. And if we've already seen it, well then, what's the point?
0: (laughs) Yeah, do you think this is DC's long, drawn-out way of putting Superman to bed, Clark Kent Superman, do you think that they're going to actually wean him out and replace him with John? I
1: don't know. There, there's a lot of comic book conspiracy theories to be talked about when it comes to that topic. All right. <laughs> and Dio, his potential hatred of sidekicks, and just him having left the company and the direction of all the stories having changed. Is, it could very well be. We'll, we'll see. I, I kind of hope not. As much as I like John Kent's, I think Clark Kent needs to be Superman forever. <laughs> I mean, he's immortal, for Right?
0: <laughs> I mean, for all intents and purposes, he is. Yeah. But, I mean, it, as far as Midnight Goes, man, I dig the story, too. It's really cool. It does address the whole time travel loop paradox deal with Kill Baby Hitler. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, this one, the art killed it for me, dude. I thought it was way too broad. I thought it looked way too flat. The the coloring had like an almost classic feel to it, but I think that was probably because of the way that the inks were done with being very broad and very flat. Um, I like the story, dude. The art just wasn't there for me, and that sucks because I love Midnighter.
1: Yeah. I, I enjoy Homing's oh art and other things he's done, but uh-huh. I, I agree it was a little odd, this issue. I didn't really know how to phrase it, what I didn't like about it, but flat sounds like a good... Yeah, like it's just kind of doesn't fit properly.
0: No, like Howard Porter times ten. It's uh, yeah. it's very, 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 very f- two dimensional. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, it, I mean, it's it's cool, and I I like the story. I I love the way that they're writing Midnighter, but uh, I am gonna have to give the the art was just bad, man. I I am gonna have to give this one a six point seven five. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, the whole issue gets a 7.5 out of it for me because they, you know, I love my, I the story in action was good and I love myself some midnighter so it rounded up
1: 7.5. Yeah, I gave this a 7.5 for the midnighter myself just cuz the I'm really invested in the story cuz this this I think is one to look out for if you're paying attention to the whole overall story.
0: For so this sure. Is, man. This is
1: a big one. Which for me I, just to balance out, I, I gave the whole book an 8.
0: There you go. All right. Well, let's move from one sociopath to another and cover Robin, number one, in Damien's debut of his very first title. I believe it's his very first solo title.
1: Oh, I think his very first solo As Robin. Oh, he's had, yeah, he's had another solo title as Robin. Okay, well, in yeah. Infinite this Frontier, is... anyway. Yeah, <laughs> this is probably the most exciting one.
0: Hopefully this one was written by Joshua Williamson with art on both the inside and out from Gleb Melnikov, and a larger world studio, Troy Petiri did the lettering and uh, you can, you can listen to this review. In fact, please do <laughs> just, just, but honestly, just like pause it and, or download it. That'd be even better. And come back and listen to it later after you go to your local comic book shop and Buy this Robin book. I'm just I'm just telling you. I'm not giving it a perfect 10, but this was so good. It continues the story that we had with Damien, who is back in a really cool Robin suit, mostly back black and gray with a little bit of red on there. And uh, he's trying to get into the League of Lazarus fighting tournament. That only happens once every 100 years. Okay? He manages to earn his way back into the tournament by defeating King Snake, who just happens to be Bane's dad. He doesn't kill him, though, which I thought was a little odd for the way that we've been seeing Robin go. You know what I mean? Anyway, he's off to the island where the tournament is held. There's characters we know, like Ravager, and others that we don't, like Respawn. There's a mention a couple of times of the rules of the fights there, but no one is giving any specifics, and Damien is not paying attention to the, at all. So, uh, they're all there, and the host of Mortal Kombat, or, I mean, the League (laughs) of Lazarus tournament, (laughs) is, is, (laughs) I mean, that's what it feels like, let's be honest here. Oh, yeah. But, uh. She is welcoming everyone and is about to explain those previously mentioned rules when Damien announces who he is and offers to take them all on. It's up to them, one at a time or all together. Ah, fuck Damien. Again, anyway, it doesn't work out for him so well, but go buy it. I am not going to ruin the cliffhanger at the end. It was great story, great art, a solid 8.5 out of there for me. There were a few art choices I re- wasn't really in favor of, but altogether, man, this is a damn good book, and it's it's a great intro story for Damien.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a great read. I, I will preface what I'm about to say with, when I got to the end and I was getting off the high of just how good this book was, I was thinking about all the stuff I just witnessed and I'm thinking it almost seems familiar, but I can't quite put my finger on why. Like maybe there's a lot of story elements that are just drawn from other books, and that's why it seems so familiar, but even just like the the shocking final page and the stuff that led up to it all seems like I've read it before, and I don't know why.
0: Mortal Kombat.
1: That's what I was saying. Honestly, I, I did just watch Mortal Kombat over the end, or over the weekend. Right. And,
0: was and that wasn't too fantastic. bad either, by the way. I thought, it, I thought it was pretty good. The acting isn't exactly A1, oh. but it is way better than the previous Mortal Kombat movies, okay. and it's it's pretty cool, the, the CG, and it's real neat. I love Scorpion and Sub-Zero. I like the new story.
1: Definitely. Yeah, like, I, I've heard lots of people just talk about the acting, and I can agree the acting falls a little flat at times, and... Some of this, the pacing of the story is kind of weird, but I've also spent my life watching video game movies and knowing to just lower my expectations to next to nothing. <laughs> right. And just
0: enjoy he, it for popcorn.
1: Yeah. You go in. I went into this movie expecting gore, action, and something similar to the Mortal Kombat plot. And that's exactly what I got. And I loved it.
0: Yep. Me too. Me yeah. too.
1: That's fantastic oh my god those fatalities anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, some of the this cast of characters is very cool to me uh uh-huh. seeing raptor back i don't know how much you enjoyed raptor but i loved raptor <laughs> i thought he was very cool yeah um uh
0: as far as i know that respawn person is completely completely new and yeah. what a ripoff of the Deathstroke costume yeah. So obviously will feel about that. Yes. So I mean they were standing there next to each other, so obviously there's some kind of connection there. Yeah. But uh not one I'm familiar with. Uh the fact that it's is interesting. It is.
1: And I'm looking at the character design now. It's it's got so many different elements to it. Like there's chains, there's like some weird jacket thing. Right. It's like the combination of so many different characters I'm thinking of right now. Oh, okay, this is this is somebody I'm in love with right now. <laughs> yeah, I think
0: that's where him. Robin's joke of nice copyright infringement came yeah. from because he like peeled so many different characters' looks.
1: Yeah, uh, we'll see where that goes. We'll <laughs> get our, our first glimpse at Connor Hawk in tournaments, and he looks badass. Yes, he does. Oh, man.
0: Yes, he does. God.
1: I, I can't wait to see how this book uh, plays out. Oh my god! So
0: me either. God. Consider, especially considering the the final page of this book, it's yeah, it's it really has me wondering how the plot continues in the direction it was heading mm-hmm. with the way that it ended, at least in this issue. I, I but it's it's good, man. Go out and buy it I'll for go real. And buy
1: it did find it odd that they just shove in that Kingsnake is Bane's dad because he looked way too young to be Bane's dad.
0: Yeah, I, that's I, not the first time I've ever heard that, though, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. I think that's pretty established lore. But he I, was drawn I, I, a little a little young. Yeah,
1: And I really appreciated that manga pause and right in the middle. It just shows a little bit more of Damien. He's still a kid. He reads... Right. The, he reads these uh, what are they called? Mangas. Yeah, I was, there, I, I was thinking <laughs> another name for it, but yeah, mangas. <laughs> he, he just reads these fun little mangas cute stories, and, and he's just he's like us. He's going through life reading comics and trying to learn from them. And I think that's great. It's It shows, shows more of the human and humility side of Damien, and it especially in a book that we're going to get into with this tournament coming up, you really need to see that. Right At the end of the day, he's still a human being. He's got thoughts and feelings. He doesn't want to kill, but if he has to, he might.
0: Right, which is a little different than we've seen his attitude before. Yeah. So that's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, I loved this book. This one, for me, got an 8.5. It was just, oh, God, it's exciting.
0: It really was, man. I enjoyed the hell out of it. So we both gave it an 8.5. So let's move from the kid to daddy in Detective Comics 1035. Rob, take us through that one.
1: All right. This one's coming from Mariko Tamaki with art by Dan Mora, colors by Jordi Belair, and letters from Aditya Bidikar. So we get a brief glimpse into Bruce investigating the disappearance of Sarah Wirth The art during this whole sequence is fantastic, by the way.
0: Yeah, it's gorgeous, man. It all is.
1: Oh my god. I love this art. We get a little glimpse into the horror side of it, and the mystery gets a little deeper when he finds Sarah Wood's body tied up in the sewers. Before he can investigate too much, the police show up and shoot him away. Damn it. And, yeah. But, oddly enough, it... And this was a bit of a stretch for me. When one of the bullets hits his cape, it goes astray and just goes right back into uh, an officer's shoulder, which the physics on that just does not make sense to me. It doesn't make any (laughs) sense. And
0: I was sitting there looking at that too, and it's one of the reasons why this got ticked down a point, was um, because this is a fantastic issue. Mm -hmm. But that, that didn't make any sense to me, and there wasn't even... Any kind of an inclination that that bullet was fired by anyone else? Yeah. Other, I mean, they did say that the the, that Batman shot at the GCPD, but there was there was nobody standing in the shadows. I didn't from the art panel from the panels in the art. Jesus. Yeah. From the panels that we saw, I didn't see anybody that was, or anywhere that was someplace that somebody could be sitting. I don't see any clues whatsoever, so I mean that that whole thing about a ricocheting off of the the cape i mean that it it didn't cross my mind, but I mean is I really hope it's not, but is that what just happened
1: yeah it's kind of weird, and it didn't really amount to anything either it just got kind of a text box a few pages later, and that was it, yeah, that's Almost true not necessary
0: it but could show up that. to be something quite a bit more though
1: oh well, maybe. Yeah, you never know sometimes. I
0: Especially... continue to love the way that Tamaki is writing Bruce Man.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, and this this story is definitely up there in with the writing. And the the way this story goes and the pacing is fantastic between the funeral scene and what happens later with her part with Sarah's partner Sam. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm just gushing over the art. Oh my god, it's so good. I know, it's
0: it's <laughs> really, really gorgeous, man. It really is nice.
1: But the writing is great. I'm very curious to see what's going up with Mayor Nakano's aide, Neil. Mm-hmm. I know they really made it seem like he was the murderer last issue, but there's some really weird Ram V Swamp Thing-esque things going on in his head that I'm finding very, very interesting.
0: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Let's
1: see what that and again, that it's is,
0: interesting, and it ended in a rather unexpected way, wouldn't you say,
1: yeah, I was just gonna say that <laughs> that I last page is a, something else, <laughs> a bit of a twist ending, and again, not gonna spoil it because these twist endings are abundant this week, and they're so good. Go out and see what it is, you won't be disappointed.
0: nope yeah
1: and this 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 is curious. <laughs> This is what I love from Detective Comics, and this is what I always say Detective Comics should be. As much as I loved the run, uh, who was writing it with the Night of the Monster Men? Oh. They had the Four Towers. Is that Tomasi?
0: What? No. Was it Tomasi? I mean, he was on there for a little while.
1: Yeah. Whoever was doing the run then, as much as I enjoyed that run, I didn't really feel like it was Detective Comics. It was just another Batman story. But right. this is Detective Comics. It needs to be a mystery. Have him be a detective. Have him actually doing what he does best. Save the Batman adventures for his main story, or Justice League, or any other book he's in, because he's in half a dozen to, like, three dozen.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> and save
1: this for, like, true, honest-to-goodness mysteries like this, which I'm loving. Oh, my God. That final page. Yeah. for this, for the story, for this part of the book, I gave an 8 out of 10. Art's fantastic. Story is really interesting. I love good mystery.
0: Yeah, I gave it an 8.5. The art is gorgeous. And like you said, everything about the story that Rob said is exactly how I feel. And that twist ending, it came out of nowhere, but for some reason. I mean, it's, it's, it's a twist ending that comes out of nowhere, for sure. But it is, for some reason, it's not like a shocking or a what the fuck kind of situation it's it's got me looking forward to the next issue.
1: Yeah.
0: That last page dude, that was just cool.
1: <laughs> and nothing to even say that it's coming either. Not none, none of the story even like hints that this could potentially be a thing that's coming and it just comes out of nowhere.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. I mean yeah. it's it yeah, it's it's a total yeah. surprise. It's like what the hell? <laughs> yeah. All right, now on to the backup issue. We've got uh, Huntress, number one of two, sadly. This one is also written by Mariko Tamaki, but this time the art is from Clayton Henry and Jordi Belair with Aditya Bidikar on letters. Huntress! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We've got some pretty good art here from Henry and Belair, even with Henry's trademark long face going on here. It was a really nice story to look at, man. For sure, Huntress begins this by thinking about how that she's lousy with friends. She meets a friend. Friend dies, ultimately because of how Huntress handles emotions and shit. And then in the last page, we get Huntress being Huntress and saying she'll make sure whoever did this pays for it. It was short, a little plot convenient. But hey, you gotta launch a story somehow, right? Definitely. You know, I wish we could see a little character treatment for Huntress, um, like we did for Batman in a standalone or maybe maybe an extended arc, something more than just two little backstories. Even if it was like six, I'd be happy. She's a great character. There's a lot you could do with her. Especially with the way that that uh that Tamaki kind of like deconstructed Bruce and gave us a more humanized Batman. It would be interesting to see what kind of direction she could take Huntress in. Yeah, the the bad part about this is that it is only two parts long. She's she's one of my favorite Bat family members. I mean, I've got a lot. <laughs> There's <laughs> Batman, every Robin except Carrie Kelly, Huntress, Oracle, Orphan. So So basically nearly everyone. <laughs> but <laughs> Huntress has always been right up there at the top. It is a setup issue, and there won't be time for much of a conclusion. So I don't know, man. Maybe I'm just... Maybe I'm just happy she's in books again, but uh, I gave this one an (laughs) 8.5. Yeah,
1: I was excited to see a a Hunter's backup. This is definitely an underutilized character in the Bat Family, at least. Yeah, for sure. And I don't know how much continuity is still a thing anymore, but her introduction in the Grayson series and then her kind of putting on a costume afterwards i I thought it was a great origin and really spoke to the character and then she just wasn't used much i think she i think there was a birds of prey around that time that she was a part of but it wasn't really picking up on it apart from that just she kind of just disappeared it's a shame because huntress is such an interesting character
0: her yeah her and bluebird i'm glad we've got bluebird back into you know full time yeah we just uh we just need to get huntress there
1: i think we need a new birds of prey title with like all the female bat family characters
0: that would be wicked cool definitely so Here there's or have... there's orphan yeah. spoiler orphan spoiler oracle batwoman harley Quinn, catwoman
1: blue, uh, bluebird
0: blue yeah bluebird yeah oh okay hundreds there's there's almost damn near 10 of them if not 10 yeah. so I mean <laughs> you could totally go that way man I, oh, I that would be cool yeah. as hell like a it. like a female bat family version of the Justice League you know
1: yeah be crazy
0: uh this one whole issue 8.5 out of 10
1: yeah, as, as sad as this story was, it was very interesting. It's got me excited for what's going to happen next. Huntress just being a Huntress and just going to get revenge. So this, I gave a 7.5 yeah. out of 10. I look forward to where this is going. And that gave me whole score for the whole book for 8 out of 10.
0: Right on. All right. Well, let's see how the last book of the week does, huh? Teen Titans Academy Number 2. Rob, you want to bring us through that one?
1: We'll do. So this is from writer Tim Sheridan. Pencils from Rafa Sandoval. Inks from Jordi Tarragona. Colors by Alejandro Sanchez. And letters by Rob Lee. There's so much going on in this issue. We're only at issue 2, and it is jam-packed. I found issue 1 a little lacking in terms of plot, because a lot of it was just setup and introduction, but we're really getting into some story now. Yeah, it dude that like it.
0: that that first issue was so convoluted because there was so much shit packed into so few pages. Yeah. And this one, I think, is better because I mean, it, it yes, it, there's still a lot in there. Rob's not wrong. It is a little dense, but it is it's playing out a lot better and it's it's stretched out a bit, so mm-hmm. it's working. And I have a feeling that it's working towards something really huge.
1: Oh yeah. I hope so. With this, this Red X mystery, their time jump between seventy-two hours in the future and and not is—they're really setting up a good mystery, and they're they're putting up who we who they want us to think it is. I've a lot of mysteries. And, who do you think
0: Red X is?
1: Well, they're they're really making us want to believe it's Matt Price, but I don't uh-huh. know. I feel like. Giving that away issue 2. I follow a lot of mysteries. And to give that away in issue 2 just seems like a patsy. Right. This is something that I kind of hope they don't. But I really think they might push for a long time. And make you think it's somebody. And then make you think it's somebody else. Because that first person got an alibi. And then Mm -hmm. somebody else. And then eventually you'll find out it was this person. And when you think back to the first few issues. It makes no bloody sense. Either that, or it's a whole group of people (laughs) working together.
0: Uh, You know what? The last time that we reviewed this, I want to say it was Brandon, but it might have been you. But one of you said that for some reason you suspected Bunker. I think Uh, that might have been Brandon. but
1: It might have been Brandon, because I was suspecting um, uh, Billy, I think.
0: Like, Batson?
1: Billy. Yeah, it was either Billy or the, the kid from Dial H. Oh, Miguel. Miguel oh, Miguel, yeah. I, I was think it was Miguel. One of those, it's Miguel, right? Yeah. Just yeah. based off of the future state Teen Titans uh, stuff that they brought in with that mystery, it seemed like somebody they knew and somebody familiar. Uh-huh. And somebody that's been in the hero game a long time and of the whole class... At Teen Titans Academy, for new students, those two had been in the game a lot longer. Who's Everybody that? Everybody else is fresh blood. Uh, Miguel and Billy Batson.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That is true.
1: At least that's what I was thinking. But now, I don't know. Who knows? It it doesn't make sense why either of them would do that. But, that's, again, yeah. mysteries are full of surprises.
0: Yeah, that that is true, man. Mm-hmm. And, and mysteries aside, everything inside... These covers of this book is so gorgeous. Oh, it is! I really enjoyed it. Uh, every single touch, man. Like the way Raven was drawn, her face—that was so wicked cool. They managed to make her look like a badass and and soft at the same time. Yeah, the whole thing was just awesome, and I'm really into the story because I'm eager to see where it goes.
1: Yeah, it's a really exciting story and that kind of twist page do we want to give this one away cuz not well a huge I, twist
0: no it's not a huge twist it's got a suicide squad tie in yeah hell so, yeah
1: yeah would well, you have Alinta as bolt in future state suicide squad i think yep that she's as, the, as the she's flash.
0: the the new flash with the with the blades
1: yeah so it just makes sense that suicide squad's going to have a bead on her and amanda waller wants some shit from her but we don't know what yet but nope. that right away gives her an alibi out of being a Red X who I think they were kind of pushing towards maybe throughout the book she could be a Red X but again that doesn't make sense for prosthetics and then the 72 hours in the future and she's got an alibi it, that makes no sense <laughs> but...
0: it is getting kind of shoved around in a lot of different directions man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's done a little confusing there's a lot to get through but it is done very very well And honestly, dude, that this one gets an easy 8.75 out of me. I loved it. I thought I had such a fun time with it.
1: Yeah. I enjoyed it quite a lot. The art, yeah, like you said, the art's fantastic. And like I said about the Depth of Comics, I love a good mystery. Despite the fact that I hope it doesn't go on too long, I am really excited about this. And having grown up watching the Teen Titans cartoon... I am super excited it's about Red X. I thought that was a fantastic original character for the show. And Just give me more.
0: And just to go on record, we here at Not a Robot Podcast fully endorse the one and only Teen Titans show, the original Teen Titans show, and everything with Go After It
1: sucks. Thank Amen. you. <laughs> <laughs> Though the Teen Titans go to the movies, everybody keeps telling me, oh, it's good, you should watch it. But I only watched the last like, four minutes with the after credit scene, because that's the only important part.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: Which we get to get a payoff on.
0: Yeah, my, I mean, my kids love that show. Yeah. They, they love that show way more than the original cartoon, but, um, you know, obviously they're mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll grow into it. Yeah, that's, my, that's my hopes, man. That's my hopes.
1: And that, again, with that Teen Titans cartoon... Just raised my love of Beast Boy and his background antics during Hall Mac. right? Transforming <laughs> all these different animals. Oh, that's great! And
0: it's Cyborg saying, perfect. "Hit him in between the legs." That always <laughs> yeah. works, no matter what form he is. <laughs> yeah, the it was. This book is wonderful. It really is. It works, yeah. Yep.
1: All right. So that being said, I gave this a seven point five out of ten. It's very enjoyable. I'm weary about how long this mystery is going to go on, but I'm really digging it. I'm excited to see where this is going to go.
0: As long as it doesn't feel like it's getting dragged out, I don't care how long it is.
1: Yeah, I I would just love to see more from this book besides just this Red X mystery, because this, as an idea, I think is a great idea. Having the Teen Titans train and teach the next generation of Teen Titans.
0: Yeah. In a yeah.
1: proper school, I think that's a great idea. We don't it, it's a, it's an idea that's been done many times before with many different teams having, like, a youth academy. X-Men did it. Avengers did it. I think it's been done in D.C. a few times. and But this, I think, just makes perfect sense. It it
0: weird. really does. It, it yeah. It's like, I mean, I don't understand why it wasn't put out there before. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like one of those kind of team-ups. Yeah. And... Uh, uh before we before we end this book, I just gotta say, hey, thank you for throwing the Barbara drama in there. Of okay. course, you can't just let Dick and Corey be happy. You've got to throw Barbara in there. Jerks. Let her move as a, on.
1: As a Dick Babs fan, I am more than okay with it.
0: I mean, I'm not opposed to it that much, but I mean, will they won't, they will, they won't they They don't know. You know, Let Dick move on.
1: You'll just end up with Donna Troy in the end. Let's face it.
0: (laughs) Uh, All right, man. I guess that is it for the book. So let's move on to our top three and our favorite panel slash moment of the week. You want to start us off there, Rob?
1: All right, we'll do. So starting at number three, I had Detective Comics. It's just a fun read. It really is. It's a great mystery. That final page is so much to bring you back. Please go out and buy it right. I want more of this. Tamaki needs all the work. Number two, <laughs> I gave to Robin. Again, that final page, go out and buy it. We need more of this story. <laughs> yep. I, again, it might just be hype that Mortal Kombat just came out of the last weekend and we're watching a, a great tournament and now we're reading a great tournament with fighters all over the world, but the fighters look amazing. My boy Raptor's back. My boy Connor Hawk is in it. We got Ravager. We got new characters. We got old characters. It's going to be a blast.
0: DC Combat! Oh, man. And it,
1: it all works because Mortal Kombat is owned by Warner Brothers at that date. Yep. Oh, man. Perfect. They can
0: pick and borrow just, as much as they want.
1: Yeah, And it, just Warner Brothers, if you're going to make another Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe, just make it good. That's all I ask. Take the Mortal Kombat 11 engine and and do that,
0: right? Was... <laughs> that that would be that would be awesome.
1: Oh man, Injustice was great. Mortal I Kombat loved Mortal Kombat 11. Were great. Yeah, Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe was eh.
0: unfortunate. Yeah, but that's what that that's, was.
1: That's in the past. We'll see. Yeah, uh, there there needs DC to be a part card, two
0: though. Yeah, with like yeah. way more characters in it. Mm-hmm. That's where that's where you went wrong last time. That in the gameplay. But anyway.
1: <laughs> uh right, and my number one is Batman Superman, just a gorgeous book. I'm loving the story. I'm loving the style. I'm loving the experimental features to it. Uh-huh. Give me more. I, it's it's my favorite book right now.
0: Right on. Right on. My top three, um my top three almost mirrored yours, the of Comics, of course, the exact same reason. Plus I get a little huntress. Yeah. Robin, new story, new costume same old Damien and one hell of a gripping cliffhanger but Teen Titans Academy took my top spot this week dude that was that was a hell a good story
1: yeah,
0: uh, that was a really good story what was your favorite moment man
1: uh, for me I had a hard time picking this but I had to go with uh, the warden warden Lex showing up with the mutated villains was just like oh my god so that's what happened to them it was it was just very interesting yeah it, and- it,
0: it was quite a shock you didn't you didn't expect to see it.
1: Yeah. And the designs were, were great. Despite the fact Joker and Penguin might be ripped off from Death Metal.
0: And Whalen too, off. as far as we know. But Yeah. Yeah. I mean my my memory sucks. But uh I I feel like they were in death metal. At the very least the penguin design was. Yeah.
1: I think there was like, even a moment in one of like the one shots where they had Penguin fighting like five different versions of himself. So I think there's a good chance that was one of them?
0: Yeah, <laughs> little tips of the hat. That nothing wrong with that. Uh, my favorite is going to be that final page of Robin. I'm not going to tell y'all why, other than it was gorgeous. It was drawn beautifully, and it makes you go, "Whoa, what the hell? <laughs> I have to wait a month for the second part of this <laughs> bullshit." <laughs> It 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 that's the kind of reaction it got from me and uh The only thing that I'm worried about is the guy that's writing it, man. He's got amazing, amazing ideas in his head. But again, his flash one, there was little to no follow through on any of his stories, so I'm holding reservations for that. And because of that, that didn't get a nine. So that's where I'm at with this one. But uh now Let's get over to the other end of the spectrum here with The Biggest biggest Thinker. thinker. Oh, that's nasty. Rob, who made your stink list today?
1: So, I have a feeling we're going to have the same one. I was kind of (laughs) of flip-flopping when I was trying to figure this out. and I I was kind of leaning towards Teen Titans Academy for some reason. It just got one of my lowest scores. Yeah. And I just, it maybe it was just... The amount of stuff that was in that was just kind of bringing down her. It was too much to really take in, but uh-huh. going through it again is definitely not the biggest stinker. This <laughs> week is Harley Quinn.
0: It has to be. Not it hard to, to figure to that one out, man.
1: Yeah, And it's, it's much sure. easier
0: to diss when Brandon's not here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's still a fun book, but definitely the weakest of, of the six this week. For sure. The art was very distracting. I still love you, Riley Rosmo, but it was very distracting.
0: Well, I I don't love you, Riley Rosmo, and I think <laughs> the art is just gross. <laughs> oh man, that, you know, hey, it's all personal opinions here because we're humans, yeah. not robots, right?
1: Exactly. No beep boops
0: here. <laughs> no beep boops, anti beep boop. <laughs> All right, everybody, that is the end of the show. So remember to subscribe, like, download, share, and email it to your aunt every single one of our episodes so you can find everything you need from Not A Robot Podcast. And you can do that at notarobotpodcast.com. Hop on over to the Patreon and become more of a part of the show. All right, Rob. There is only one way we say goodbye around here, man. And that is all you listeners out there. Be good to yourself. And don't be a robot.